This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to day 15 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today I want to talk about post-training analysis. So what if you want to take your post-training analysis to a higher level and begin to consider the effectiveness through your return on investment? Here I have uh, been very intrigued by the work of Joel Smith, the founder of In-House Owl, a training services provider. He advocates performing an assessment to determine the ethics and compliance return on investment, or ROI, to demonstrate that by putting money and resources into training, a compliance professional can not only show the benefits of ethics and compliance training, but also understand more about what employees are getting out of training, in other words, the effectiveness. The goal is to create a measurable system that will identify the benefits of training, such as avoiding a non-compliant event, like a violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. While Smith admits that calculating legal ROI is very difficult as ethical and compliance compliant behavior is an end goal in and of itself, not necessarily everyone is going to be uh, subject to an ROI calculation. Yet Smith notes that while it is extremely difficult to isolate the effects of compliance training to calculate what the cost you avoided due to your training, the organization should have a unique ROI measurement due to unique training objectives, and it is possible to use a general formula to calculate ethics and compliance training. Smith's model uses four factors to help determining ROI for your ethics and compliance training. The four factors are engagement, learning, application, implementation, and business impact. So, engagement. You answer these questions through the following analysis. Figure out what you are trying to measure. In other words, what's the benefit? Before you ever train your employee, you should have a goal in mind. And we talked about that in day 14 of 30 days to a better compliance program. But what actions do you want the employee to take? What risk do you want them to avoid? Under the FCPA, you want them to avoid ethical and non-compliant actions that would lead to FCPA violations. So your goal is to train employees to follow your code of conduct and your compliance program policies and procedures so as to avoid liability related to these actions. Therefore, the benefit to calculate for ROI purposes is the total amount saved 
by the company because the employees now understand due to their compliance training not to engage in unethical or noncompliant conduct around bribery and corruption. Second, were employees satisfied with the training and what's their engagement? Your next step is to get a sense of whether your employees feel that the training you provided is relevant and targeted to their job. If it's not targeted, employees will likely not be committed to changing risky behavior. You should get data on employee engagement through quick post-training surveys. Although this factor does not produce a quantitative number to use in an ROI calculation, it will help you to isolate and qualify the training benefits. Next, and this one is really where the rubber hits the road, did the employees actually learn anything? A critical part of employee training is assessment. If you really want to understand the benefit of employee training, you must know whether they actually learn anything during the training. You can collect this data in a number of ways, but for compliance training, the best way is to measure pre- and post-training understanding over time because each time you train an employee and measure comprehension both before and after the training. Next, you need to ask, are your employees applying the training? Here you're going to have to conduct surveys to determine whether employees are applying and implementing the compliance training topics. To do so, you must conduct employee surveys to understand whether they have ceased engaging in risky behavior or better understand how to conduct themselves in certain risky situations. You also need to get an understanding if they know where to go for help or where to look for help or even how to raise their hand. These surveys can provide a good sense of whether the training has been effective. Finally, what's the quantitative impact of your business impact of your training? Here you're ready to determine the numerical business impact of your ethics and compliance training. So there are two parts to this. The first is the benefit calculation, and the second is the isolation calculation. You determine these by posing five questions. How often would a non-compliant event occur? How much revenue would be involved? What's the profit margin on that revenue? What are the other costs? And what are the non-compliance hard costs? Now, I recognize that many compliance professionals, uh, including myself, came out of the legal function. And now analyzing these numbers are not something that uh, we were taught to do or indeed did in a corporate setting. Nevertheless, uh, it provides you a good framework with how to think through these. And if you need to get help from uh, others within your organization uh, who may have a more um, quantitative bent, uh, here you should certainly do so. The next step is to isolate the benefits of training so that you properly attribute ROI to the ethics and compliance training. To make this determination, you need to know at a minimum whether the employees understood the training and whether the employees are implying the training in their everyday business activities. This information must be compared with other factors, such as the effect of any company initiatives involving anti-corruption compliance, employee attitudes towards the topic and training, and any business factors such as uh, decreasing or increasing international revenues, macroeconomic trends that may contribute to the avoidance of, non-compliant, of a non-compliant event. From these, you should apply a percentage of your benefit to the training. Now, Joel Smith suggests a figure of 25%, but you could certainly apply more or less depending on circumstances. Now it's really time to 
try and turn to ROI, so bringing it all together. Here, I'm just going to lay out the formula, which I will have in the, in the show notes. Total FCPA non-compliance cost avoided, less total FCPA training costs divided by total FCPA program costs times 100 equals your ROI. Even though the calculating of your compliance training benefits is often difficult and imprecise, it's incredibly important to make an attempt to do so to demonstrate not only effectiveness, but you can show use this to show the business unit folks the incredible effect that engaged training is having upon the bottom line. The importance of determining effectiveness in the evaluation of your ethics and compliance programs is something that is becoming uh, much more emphasized by the Department of Justice, particularly in the form of their compliance counsel, Wei Chin. Beginning in the fall of 2015, we began to hear the DOJ wants to see information on the effectiveness of your program. And this is uh, something that chief compliance officers and compliance professionals have struggled with. Yet by utilizing the five questions that uh, Smith has articulated, I think it can give you a very good start to help determining the effectiveness of your compliance program. But then take it to the next step. Uh, determine an ROI. You can use this in uh, conversations with the management, in your annual budgetary uh, application process, and with the business unit folks. I think it's a way for you as a compliance professional to think through something that may appear to be qualitative, but using a quantitative approach that the business unit folks will appreciate. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, first of all, you need to ask the question, what is the effectiveness of your compliance program? And you need to think about that, and you need to find a way to document that. So it's all going to start with what's the effectiveness of your compliance program. This is not simply because regulators say you need to do it. It's not because uh, you'll need this information if Wei Chin comes knocking. It's because this is how you determine and how management determines how much compliance resources you're going to have. So effectiveness of the training is something that you need to think about and figure out a way to determine. Next, what is the quantitative business impact of your compliance training? And this is where ROI becomes uh, incredibly important. I mentioned that several times, that the business unit folks want to see a quantitative approach, and you need to think through how you can develop a quantitative approach through ROI to determine this. And then finally, the third part. Never forget, training is an ongoing feedback loop. And it's a feedback loop in terms of the content of your training. But for the purposes of today, it's a feedback loop for the effectiveness and return on investment of your training. So as information comes into you and it's become made available to you, you need to think about how I can use this information to make my training more effective, more targeted, more costly, excuse me, more cost-effective, 
in, in a way that allows you to document all of these. So I hope that this day 15 of 30 days to a better compliance program discussion of the evaluation of your compliance training has been helpful, and I hope you will join me for day 16. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.